Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of Lipedema Toolbox. I'm your host, Jane. Happy Labor Day weekend. I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend and that you were able to spend it um, with your family and friends safely, social, you know, following social distance protocols, because I'd like us all to get out of this pandemic as quickly as we possibly can. Um, so hopefully everybody was following those guidelines and staying safe and having fun and um, enjoying one last final hurrah of summer. I mean, technically, I get that summer doesn't end until September 22nd, I think, 22nd or 23rd, 22nd, I think. Um, but uh, but I really feel like Labor Day weekend, like that's pretty much the summer waving goodbye, <laughs> goodbye to us. That's when the kids are back in school. It's a different school year this year. A lot of people are doing either, you know, online virtual school or hybrid schools. So hopefully if you have children, um, if you work in a school, if you know somebody who does, I hope that you guys have the best school year and that you all are safe. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny on my social media, on my, um, Facebook and Instagram, I'm, you can find me at, uh, Lipedema Toolbox. Um, but I posed a question to my audience. I said, you know, Hey, what were some of your wins for the summer? Right? Like I want to celebrate our wins. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but it gets to be something that you're proud of, you know, that you were, that you were able to do this summer. Um, it, whether it was to be more consistent in a specific area in your life or whatever it was. Um, for me, it was, um, you know, being more consistent with my protocols of managing my lipedema. Um, and the result that I've seen of that is that I'm able to move better, feel better, even just my outlook, the way I think is better. Um, and so those were my wins. So I'm going to pose the same questions to you. What were your wins? What were some of the, like the, the aha moments that you had, or just the things that you're proud of that you accomplished, um, this, this summer? I mean, just getting through the summer was an accomplishment in itself. So, you know, my hat's off to all, all of, to all of us for doing that. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's always good to kind of take a look back and to see like, okay, so what, what were the things that went really well? And like, let's celebrate, take a moment to celebrate those. Cause that's important. And then the second thing is like, you know, what, what do I want to do in the future? Right. What do I want like the next three months of 2020 to be like, right. How do I want to send off 2020? Um, and so for me, it's going to be uh, refining my protocols, you know, and doubling down on things and particularly get to working out for me. That's always, that's always a thing. I hate doing it. I absolutely hate doing it, but, but it's good for me. I'm going to do it. Um, so I want to double down on that. But the other thing I want to do, and I don't know if this is being like way too optimistic, just given the state of where we are at with this pandemic, but I want to get back into the dating world. Um, I haven't been in a serious relationship for a couple of years. Um, the last one that I was in, I thought I was going to marry the guy and that didn't work out. And I was crushed, like absolutely just devastated and it took me a long while to work myself up and and to get to a point where I feel like okay I'm ready to like date again and for me I want to like date with a purpose right um excuse me and uh so I'm I'm somebody who I'm not a serial like dater you know like I will and I'm I'm not 
you know, like I'm like, I believe in monogamy. I'm like a monogamous dater. And, uh, so when I, 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 you know, connect with somebody and, and, you know, I'm with them for a while, like I really get like involved. Right. And so, um, when that ends, uh, you know, then I take it personally, it usually crushes me. And, but I take the time, um, TMI maybe, but I take the time to like review, you know, like the past X number of like whatever time we had together, right? Like what, what happened? What, what didn't work out? What, what, what did I learn about myself? Really? At the end all, it's like, well, I want to know, like, what did I learn about myself? So that then I can like work on those things, right? Work on, you know, well, you know, whatever I felt that I was lacking in that relationship. Um, you know, just personally, like things that I can work towards, you know, and build myself up so that I can move on to the next relationship as a better person, right? As a better person, a stronger person, a smarter person, you know, whatever it is, I want to elevate myself. Um, and so, um, you know, that's what I've been doing. And I find that, you know, each time I go into like the next relationship, like it's, it's better. Um, I still haven't found a, you know, like obviously haven't found like the forever one yet. I'm still looking. I still have hope. Um, but you know, I've been, I've been working on myself and I finally got, I finally felt like, you know, I was at that point where like, okay, yes, we can re-enter this world. And then COVID happens. Right. And I'm just thinking to myself like, well, apparently the universe did not feel that I was ready. <laughs> this was not my time. We're just going to have to hold out a little bit more. Let's do a little bit more soul searching as to like what's going on. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, interesting to me when I, when I read and learn about other, uh, women, particularly women that have lipedema, but you know, generally also anybody who has something, right. If it's a disability or, um, um, you know, if it's, you know, something that they feel is, is off or different with them, you know, we, we all have, um, you know, baggage, I guess, that we carry. And, um, you know, I think we all have, uh, to a certain extent, you know, some self-doubt and some concerns of how people are going to view us and whether we're going to be good enough, right? Like we have imposter imposter syndrome. Um, and, uh, you know, that those can certainly keep us, prevent us from, from being the authentic selves, right? Prevent us from finding love, being able to put ourselves out there. And, um, you know, so I've been, you know, as, as I've mentioned many times before, you know, join, find the, uh, social media accounts that, um, resonate with you, find your tribe so that you can talk to the other, you know, as many different, uh, people, women as possible in terms of like that have lipedema or it doesn't have to necessarily be with lipedema. It could be with other things. Let's say that you, you know, you are somebody that does keto as a way of eating, join the keto groups that, you know, resonate with you. If you're somebody who likes to do a lot of like community service, uh, volunteer work, you know, join those social media groups that talk about the, that sort of like community giving back, you know, uh, vibe, right? Like you need to find your, your group, you need to find your tribe and, and, um, you know, you can learn from one another. You can talk with one another about various concerns that you might have ways of, of working through it. 
this sort of thing. So I was on one of the, you know, one of many different accounts for lipedema, right? And, um, you know, occasionally you will see, you know, posts that women put up talking about dating, right? And, you know, will I ever find somebody who's going to accept me with my lipedema? Or I will never find somebody who will accept me because of the size of my legs or the size of my arms or, you know, um, I just recently divorced and I will never find somebody or, you know, whatever, whatever the case might be. And it always makes me sad um, because I feel like, uh, you know, we ha- we have so many things that are difficult anyway, just in general, right? That the last thing that we need is to then, you know, put out into the universe with our own words, uh, we, we like speaking badly of ourselves, right? Now, I, I understand, you know, we have different, you know, we're at different levels of or stages of lipedema. And I'm very fortunate to be in, uh, you know, an earlier stage. I understand that I have a lot of, of, you know, privilege with that. I get it. Um, but I think regardless of your size, regardless of your height, regardless of your, you know, ability, however you see that, um, you have, you're worthy and you have so much to offer, not just to the world, but to a certain someone, right? I really truly believe that there is a pot or a lid for every pot. Um, and that, you know, you, you're being your authentic self, you will find that person, right? I think if you put on, you know, different filters, if you, you if you try to hide yourself or, or try to take on a different persona, like you, you will never find your, your, you know, your partner. You'll never find that, that, that complimentary piece if you are not going to be true to yourself and, 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 you know, and that's accepting the good and the bad, right? It's a, it's a whole package, right? You are more than just the sum of your parts. Um, I really truly believe that. And, you know, I think maybe for me, it was a little bit easier to internalize that because I grew up with parents who really honestly, like lived that my mom was born um, with one and a half arms. So when she was born, she her left arm did not fully develop. So it stopped right below her elbow. And, um, you know, growing up, she was one of 13 children and they grew up very poor. Um, and she, her family did not have the funds for her to get a prosthetic hand. Um, and she, in fact, they wasn't able to get a prosthetic until she was in high school. So that's a lot of years, right? A lot of like growth especially very, you know, um, impressionable years as a young, a young, as a child, as a young teen, um, to, to, you know, go through a lot. And back then, right? Like my mom is, is in her early seventies. Don't tell her I told, I said, but she's in her early seventies. So back then, you know, I don't, I would imagine that, that there wasn't a lot of information about disability, right? And not everybody would could see a person like my mom. My mom stood out, right? We didn't have social media or internet, things like that um, back then. And so, you know, she, she got stares and comments and, you know, different things. And it was, it was a little, it was a little rough on her, but she has the best disposition, right? The best personality, the best attitude about all sorts of things. And, and, you know, she got married, 
um, to uh, like a wonderful man. I honestly, my dad is like the best man I've, you know, most honorable man I've ever met. Um, and, uh, you know, she got married, they had three children. I understand the middle one is like the best one. It's just kind of what I've heard. Um, she's got eight grandchildren, three grand dogs. Like she's, she's living a very good, a good life. She's had a very full life. Um, and I remember growing up, she would, you know, would make our clothes, you know, do all these things. There was never anything that my mom couldn't do, right? Just because she just couldn't do it. Um, she refused the label uh, to be labeled disabled. Her thing was that she was differently abled because she could do whatever she wanted to do. You weren't going to hold her back. Not having that arm was not going to hold her back. If she wanted to do it, darn it, she was putting her mind to it. She was going to get it done. She would figure it out. And so I think growing up, because I had my parents as examples of that, right? Of accepting yourself, accepting other people, of giving, extending grace to others, you know, um, was, was important. You know, I remember, uh, when I was in college, uh, one year I came home on break or something, I, or a weekend, I guess. And I had brought, uh, one of my college friends with me. Um, and when she, when we came home to my house and we arrived, she asked my mom, you know, if she could use the phone to call her mother. Cause this is back then we didn't have cell phones, right? Uh, mind blown, but we didn't have cell phones. Um, and so my mom said, sure, you know, if they, it's in the, and she pointed with her arm that was not, you know, she didn't have her prosthetic. So she was miss- missing, you know, that portion of her hand. And so she pointed, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so it's in the kitchen, you know, it's up this way up that way and so my friend said okay great and she you know used the phone and we went on our way did whatever we needed to do and um late later that evening when it was just the two of us my friend said to me you know Jane why didn't you tell me that your mom only had one hand or only had one arm and I looked at her and I'm like I don't know does your does your mom have two arms and she's like yes I go why didn't you tell me that your mom has two arms and she's just like, well, because it's normal. I'm like, okay, but this is normal for me. Like, I didn't even think about it. Like, literally didn't even think about it because growing up, I've always seen my mom. It was not anything different. Um, and, um, you know, so I guess I for, forget for people who have who are used to seeing that, that it, it, it can be a little shocking, right? And it takes a little time to understand it. Um, but, you know, I think if you were just very straightforward with them, like, you know, this is my mom. And oh, by the way, she happens to just not have two arms, right? Like, um, it, 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 it doesn't become a thing. So, you know, um, growing up, I've always known that I was different, right? My body always felt different. And certainly my legs always felt different. And, um, I just never understood, you know, why it was, or there was never a name for it. And it was always kind of like my, my issue, right? Like the doctor certainly threw it back on me. Oh, you're not eating well. You're eating too much. You're not exercising. You need to move more. Like it was always my fault, my fault, my fault. Um, and I did internalize that a lot. Right. And, um, so even when I would date people, I would always, um, when I would date men, I would always feel like, oh, um, you know, they're gonna want to be with somebody who's smaller, who's thinner, who's this, who's, you know, whatever. And I don't know if this is, 
you know, something that's just specific to people that would have lipedema. I doubt it. I think this is just in general. I think we tend to be, we can be, you know, uh, have uh, self-esteem issues for sure. Um, I did. And, um, with lipedema, you know, the, there are like, you know, mental health issues with lipedema because, for the longest time, you don't know what's going on with your body. For for a lot of women, you don't know what's going on with your bodies. You're not being uh, helped by doctors. Doctors are making everything about you, putting all the ownership on you and not looking to try to understand what's going on with your body. You're being dismissed. Um, you can be ridiculed. Uh, you know, there certainly is, you know, fat shaming that happens. Um, every day in this society, it's very sad. Um, and even the people that are closest to you, you know, they, they may joke around with you, but it would, it's hurtful, right? And you can internalize it and it becomes then uh, issues with like self-esteem and it's a whole, it's a whole racket. Um, so, you know, I did, I would feel, you know, self-conscious about certain things and, um, you know, as when I was younger, like my legs were just bigger, but as I started to get older, like I really started to see all like the lumps and bumps and dents and all of this sort of stuff. And like, I feel like my calves have gotten dispro- much more disproportionately bigger than the rest of me. Um, and then also I'm seeing it in my arms, I've seen it in my stomach. I've never had a flat stomach, um, no matter how hard I've tried. Um, I, it's my belief that I have lipedema in my legs, my arms and my stomach. And while I have been diagnosed with lipedema, the doctors that diagnosed me couldn't tell me my stage or my type. So I need to go and see a specialist um, to get a more definitive, uh, you know, diagnosis and somebody who can actually partner with me in managing it. I've done a lot on my own. Um, and it's necessary, even if you're working with a doctor, to do as much as you possibly can to maintain it because at the end of the day, you're the one responsible for yourself, right? And so doctors can guide you, but you have to put in the hard work. And I put in a lot of hard work. And at this point, I would really like a doctor to partner with me um, so that I have that extra support. Um, to me, that's important. So, um, you know, but as I've gotten older, you know, my lipedema had gotten worse. And so it was becoming much more noticeable before I could really like, you know, I could camouflage it pretty well. But as I got older, it was getting harder to camouflage. And so um, I remember the last serious date that I or date serious. um, Yeah, serious boyfriend that I had early on when we were dating. And this is before I knew what lipedema was, before I knew I had Lipedema. I, I just always, I just knew there was something wrong, but I didn't know what it was, right? I remember I was wearing um, this maxi dress. I love maxi dresses, right? Because you throw it on, you hide like a lot of the problem areas. And then I would wear like my jean jacket. Where <laughs> I was wearing my jean jacket a lot uh, at this particular time. And, um, you know, to hide the arms and then this maxi dress. And, you know, as long as I had a pedicure and some cute sandals, like I was good to go, right? Like you really like, again, I was at a lower stage so I could camouflage it really well. It was just in the more intimate moments that that I felt like I was being incredibly vulnerable and like really kind of putting myself out there for judgment and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, And um, I remember he went to, we were sitting outside, we were on his deck um, and we were like, had one, we're drinking some wine and we were, um, you know, watching the sun go down and he went to 
rub my leg and I like moved back like I like flinched and he's like well what's wrong and I'm like I I really hate my legs I don't like my legs they're you know I they're just I I have an issue with my legs and he's just like well they feel good to me right and that really like it was very simple like thing to say maybe very reflexive on his part but for me it felt good right it was like the first, one of the like the very positive things that anybody had said about my legs and I can't tell you how long and I had always had them covered up um but you know this is before I wore compression right so I was hiding everything with either jeans pants or maxi dresses um and uh you know uh again for the longest time I internalized everything, right? Like this is my failing. Like I somehow I caused this and this is my failing. And so there was a lot of shame to how my body looked. And so I didn't want to show it off. Um, and it was only after I got my diagnosis and I found, well, when I found out what lipedema was, and then when I got my diagnosis, um, and you know, that I have been able to more accept, more fully accept you know, that this is not something that I did to myself. This is something that, that happened to me that I have. And that is, you know, is genetic, right? We recently found the first gene for lipedema. And so that further solidifies my, you know, uh, taking that weight, that burden and like just dropping it, literally throwing it in the trash. I don't need it. That's no longer my burden to carry. It has lifted a huge weight off my shoulders because it isn't what I did or didn't do, right? It, it just, this is what it is, right? I didn't do anything to cause it or I did not do anything to cause it. And, and it just, it just is. So, you know, much like my mom was born with, you know, half of her left arm missing, I was born with this gene that expressed itself when I was, you know, right before puberty and I will have it for the rest of my life. Right. And, um, again, it wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, I brought this on myself. It just, it is what it is. Um, and, and knowing that having that knowledge has honestly given me so much freedom and I no longer carry that burden of, of it's my fault. Right. And so I feel I feel both validated and free, like really, truly, like much lighter in my steps. Um, And so, you know, as I'm thinking about, you know, how I approach like dating and particularly in during a pandemic. Right. It's a whole, you know, we don't have enough to worry about with lipedema. Now we have to add a pandemic on top of it. Like it's a lot. Um, But so, you know, I was. I'm on, uh, some, on a dating site, right? Um, I was on a few and then as we got further into, uh, you know, the pandemic, I'm like, well, I'm not even going to pay for whatever. I'm just going to have like a free account. Um, because where am I going? Like, who am I going to meet? Like, right. But I'm taking this opportunity to, um, you know, virtually meet people and like get to know them. Um, you know, and, and like, it kind of feels a little like old fashioned, right? Like, like how we used to do it like back in the day. Um, and I, I'm actually kind of enjoying it, but you know, one of the things that was like, uh, an immediate question for me was how much of my lipedema do I communicate? Do I tell the other person? Right. Um, 
like do I off the bat do I tell them like I have lipedema like it's not gonna be a turnoff for some people like uh you know I, 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 I certainly I'll have you know full full like body full length photos right um do I hide myself do I you know dress strategically like how how do I you know I want to put my best foot forward yes but like I also want to be authentic but how authentic do I want to be like how vulnerable am I willing to to be right um and and so all these thoughts have been you know running around my head and I'm you know again reading these different accounts from these different women who are you know terrified of not finding love of you know dying alone of you know not being accepted and I think it's it all comes down to the fact that they don't accept themselves just yet I honestly think that you know they're they just they have not come to terms with their lipedema with their diagnosis they have not embraced that this is just a part of who they are much like they you know you know if they have brown eyes is a part of them or they're short or they're tall or you know whatever the case might be they've not accepted that as a part of who they are right and and they I think they still have some shame to that and I think the first thing um you need to do is is to to like literally let go of that burden there's no shame to lipedema you know it is just part of who you are there's no shame to that right so embrace it like really learn to embrace it to accept that as 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 you as just one part of you right you are again more than the sum of your parts it's just one part of you there are other parts of you right like for me lipedema is just one part but I'm also an aunt I'm also a friend I'm also a sister I'm also a dog mom I'm also somebody who believes in you know giving back to her community I'm a huge Springsteen fan I don't know that you'll meet a bigger Springsteen fan Bruce is everything I love live music I love driving cars that have stick shift. Uh, I love trucks. I, you know, uh, love tennis shoes and flats and swimming and, you know, um, watching, you know, 90s sitcoms. Like, these are all part of who I am, right? And I just embrace them as as me, right? Um, so I think the first thing to do is to, before you can can, you know, try to find your happily ever after right is you need to be happy with and in love with yourself you need to love yourself um you know there's a saying that nobody's gonna love you until unless you love yourself and that's absolutely true right like you want to go into the next relationship as a whole person right not as a broken person so take the time now to work on that work on loving yourself work on accepting who you are work at seeing lipedema as you know not necessarily an obstacle but just as you know a a consideration that you have to to deal with right that is something that that is just a part excuse me of your day-to-day right and and I I know it's it probably coming from me is again somebody who is on an earlier stage uh, it's going to be offensive to maybe some women who are at a later stage, and I apologize for that. I do not mean to come off as offensive or as righteous or anything like that, but I honestly, truly do think that learning to love yourself comes first. 
Um, and you know, there are women who are smaller than me, who have stages that are not quite as advanced as me, who have a hard time with it. So I think it's just a universal thing. Just, you need to really, truly love yourself and accept yourself for who you are. And when you can do that, then other people can do that. But nobody's going to be able to do that unless you do that first. You need to own that first. That's your first step. The second thing is you need to to be your authentic self, right? So for me, what that looks like for me is that I can't pretend to be somebody else. So when I post photos about who I am, you know, I certainly am not going to post photos of myself in like a workout gear at the gym, you know, and give off the thing like I'm like a huge like a gym person because I'm not. That's just not who I am. Likewise, I'm not going to be dressed up, you know, like nails done, hair done, makeup on, like to the nines, because I'm not that girl either. Um, I aspire to occasionally look well put together, but for the most part, I'm very casual, casual type girl. You know, yes, I enjoy the makeup, but truly, honestly, it's like you got 10 minutes, five minutes for a face, five minutes for the hair, anything more than that. Like literally, I need to be going to prom. I'm just not into putting in all that effort. Um, So, you know, like I want to be authentic to who I, to who I am. I think, you know, I don't want to, you know, feel, have somebody feel like I'm doing some sort of like, you know, uh, uh, like, what is a swap, right? Like they're, they're getting, I'm selling them like a, like a bad uh, bill of goods, right? Like, you know, um, basically what you see is what you get. And so for me, the way that I've decided to do that is that in my photos, I make sure that I have my compression on, right? Like I want to make sure that you see me with my compression and I'm not going to try to hide it, right? So you'll see, like if I'm wearing dresses, you'll see the compression at the bottom. If I'm wearing, uh, you know, whatever on top, you're going to see the arm compression, right? Like that's important to me. Um, that, that they see that, um, I'm not hiding it. I don't want to hide it. I'm not trying to hide who I am. Right. I really feel like for the most part, I'm an open book. Um, now I'm not going to put on my, on my little profile, like I have lipedema because again, that's just a small part of who I am. Although it's a big part, it's just, a, you know, one small portion of who I am. Right. So I'm going to focus on like, these are the things that I like and, this is kind of what I'm looking for and I'm an optimistic person, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to put that on my profile. And then my pictures are going to have like my style, you know, they're, they're going to have my dog in it because he's like my, my world, you know, um, and to love me is to love my dog Finn. You're not a dog person. We're probably not going to get along, <laughs> um, you know, and also my compression because this is how I live my life. I have for the past couple of months have been very consistent with wearing my compression. I'm going to continue to do that because I feel better wearing compression and my body uh, likes it, right? It's responding positively to it. So I'm going to continue to do it. So, you know, if and when, you know, we get to the point where I'm meeting somebody, this doesn't come as a surprise, right? And if somebody wants to ask me about my compression, I'm happy to have that conversation with them. And in fact, you know, I'm talking to this one guy um, and, uh, uh, we were 
talking about it, right? And he was just like, you know, I saw in one of your pictures, it looks like you're wearing, like, is that compression? I was like, oh, it is compression. He's like, well, you know, is it for something in particular? And we had this conversation, and um, he was very interested in learning more about it, and he's even done his own research on it, and he, you know, sends me, like, you know, uh, articles and different things or that or whatever, and, you know, I think that that's great, right? Like, certainly he hasn't been turned off by it. I have full-length photos. I'm not, like, trying to uh, scam anybody. Um, But, you know, I think, for me, anyway, that's how I'm approaching dating, um, you know, with with lipedema, um, is that really, truly, it starts with myself. It starts with, you know, being comfortable in my own skin. And that, honestly, is a daily, like... A daily activity as I work at it every day it's a muscle that you have to exercise right um, is is being comfortable in your own skin and that that starts with loving yourself and coming to terms with you know who you are like the to, the totality of who you are the good and the bad right and you know the, the the pretty the not so pretty like you just have to own it you know um it is what it is right it is just part of who you are Um, and when you're able to do that, then other people will be able to do that too. And honestly, truly for those people who are going to be turned off by it, for those people that are going to be, you know, shocked or offended or whatever the word is, you know, and that are just going to like, not want to, not want to deal with, with you or date you or get to know you because you have lipedema. That's not your person. That's not your person man, woman, whatever, that's not your person, right? So your person is going to be the, the, the one who is going to want to learn about you, who's going to want to learn your story, who's going to want to support you and to lift you up, right? Who's going to be your in your corner and, um, you know, he's going to be your, your hype person, right? Your hype man and, and um reminding you of your strength when you don't see it reminding me of reminding you of your beauty when you have forgotten you know you're gonna want that person those people exist they're very good wonderful people in this world those people exist don't settle don't settle just because you're lonely right learn to love yourself use this time that you have right now that we have as a collective people right let's use this time to like work on ourselves to you know, be the best versions of ourselves possible to fall in love with ourselves. That's the number one relationship that we need to have, right? Is, is with ourselves. And once we're able to love ourselves, we're going to be able to love other people and as important to receive love from other people. So, um, you know, I would love to hear your dating stories, um, that you have gone through, uh, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, um, you know, my cousin, when she was online, she's married now, um, but when she was dating online, she told me that, you know, she always went about it with a very, with no agenda, right? She did not think that she was, the dates that she was meeting these, these men, uh, for her, they were men, um, that they were going to result, like, she, she assumed that she was not going to meet the love of her life, and that, you know, 
her one agenda was just to come out of it with a good story. So no matter how well or poorly the actual date went, at least, you know, if she got a good story out of it, she was successful. That's how she she decided success. Uh, she did meet her, her husband on one of these dates. So she was very successful. They've been married now like eight years or so, maybe a little longer than that. Um, and uh, so, yes, um, your person is out there. But before you meet that person, take the time to meet the person who's looking at you in the mirror. That person wants to know you, wants to love you, wants to accept you. Um, do the work. Honestly, it's, it's well worth it. Do the work, build yourself up, surround yourself with people who build you up, you know, lean on them while you're, while you're working through, through your business of, of self-love and discovery. And, um, you know, when you do decide to take the leap into meeting somebody and getting back out there in the dating world, you know, understand your worth, know that you were a beautiful, valuable, wonderful person who deserves only the best. Don't settle for, for something that is not going to fill you and it's not going to be complimentary towards you. Um, you know, because you feel that, you know, you you have to settle we don't have to settle. We absolutely don't have to settle. And, um, our person is waiting for us. We just have to be brave enough to take the steps to get there. Right. So with that, I wish you all a great rest of your week. Um, happy September, happy, you know, back to school time, happy to some people going back to work time. Um, stay healthy, uh, Be happy and I will see you soon. Bye.